Dr. Alan Leica here, and I'd like to welcome you to How to Live a Fantastic Life Show, where we will be discussing the important aspects of your life. We hope to inspire you to live the best life you can. Get out of your comfort zone and explore the awesome world around you. Break through your barriers. Take inspired action. Use the difficulties in your life to achieve the best version of you. Ladies and gentlemen, today I have a very, very special guest. Her name is Linda Breedlove. And what makes her so special is that she is a rebel. And she uses that rebel concept in all of her writing. Now, she was born and bred a rebel. She started at the early age of fishing and scuba diving and doing all those outdoor activities. She grew up in British Columbia. So for our our, our American guests, she that's the most western province of Canada. And it's just above Washington State and the California coastline and things like that. So she has been on a personal transformational journey for a long time. And she became inspired to help as many people possible, as well as herself, and wrote her first book called Embrace the Change, Be a Rebel on Purpose, which won a Promote Your Books International Award. Now, since that time, she's been on a rebel's cause, and she's got four books out, all with the rebel meaning. Now, she also loves writing poetry as well as her motivational books. Welcome, Linda. Thank you. Where did you start this journey with writing? Where did I start the journey? Yeah, how did you get on it? I mean, it's a tough task to write for some people. Hmm. Um, I Actually, I've been writing pretty much all my life. I started writing poetry at a very young age and um, short stories. Um, I wrote many, many of them. And um, I always had this, I've always had this penchant for writing. I just never knew that I was able to put it into a book because I just didn't think it was good enough. You know, um, I grew up in a small town, um, Powell river on the, uh, the coast, the, the coast of the mainland. And I, uh, and like you had already mentioned, I kind of grew up a bit of a rebel because I did all the things that um, girls really didn't do back then, like the scuba diving and um, you know, the fishing and things like that. Not many girls did that at that time, but because my father was so active with the scuba diving and, and water, things around water that um, I just fell into it because I loved it. I love water. I loved everything about the ocean. And um, so it was just natural that I would do that. And my mother, um, my mother was actually, uh, she had a fear of water. And so it was something that just myself and my, my dad did. So it was, it was a, good way to grow up a good way to spend a lot of bonding time with my father and I think back then I I never considered myself a rebel back then but I used to get grounded an awful lot for my actions so so I guess maybe I was but I just didn't know I was I I guess you were a rebel in training (laughs) (laughs) well my mother said that she used to put me outside to play in the uh 
playpen and uh, I would climb out of it and she'd find me the next street over or at the park or somewhere when I was like three years old. So, so um, I always had that uh, streak in me. I just didn't realize what it was. I just didn't cultivate it until I, until I was older and realized that I could. Fantastic. So what is your motivation for writing? What, what is it that drives you along that? Where does this muse come from? <laughs> well, I, I went through a major transformation in my life. I went through, um, I went through this change that I really needed to do about seven years ago, I guess. I, I started with weight loss and then I started with uh, changing my my whole attitude about everything. I knew that I had to do something because I wasn't happy with the person that I was. I didn't like the person that I was. Hell, I didn't even, I couldn't even stand her sometimes. So I really needed to make these changes in my life because I, I wanted to be able to enjoy the rest of my life without any, without any problems and without um, any health problems with it, things like that. So I started posting motivational things on uh, social media. Uh, I had never really used social media before then. And I thought, well, I might as well try it. So I did. And I posted a lot of um, a lot of the stuff that I posted was actually to help myself in my transformation. It was to remind myself, it was to make myself accountable for the things that I wanted to change in myself. And along the way I was getting noticed and it was very humbling. People would message me and tell me that I was making a major change in their lives as well. And that really spurred me on and got me more motivated. So I knew then that, damn it, I had better change myself because I had all these people to be accountable to now. So I did. And I started, um, I started journaling around the same time and I made it, I made it, I made a promise to myself that I would journal every single day. And I pretty much followed that for the last seven or eight years. I didn't know that I had a book. I didn't, I really didn't. But along the way, I met uh, a publisher. Her publishing company is called Bestsellers Publishing Academy. So she teaches aspiring writers as well as teaches them through the publishing system as well. And I, um, I told her that I didn't think I could write a book. And she said, well, from what you tell me, you already have a book in progress. And so I talked, took my journal to her and I, I showed her my journal. And she says, you know what? Bring everything back to me after you've organized all your thoughts and everything and, and begin writing it. So I did. I just started. I just, I didn't even have an outline, which is a, I know all these Writers say, oh, oh, that's bad. You have to have an outline. But I couldn't even think of an outline. So all I did was start writing from my heart. I wrote all my feelings and how I felt and the things I wanted to change and the things I wanted to do. I um, And I think that's why my first book won that award, that international award, because it was so heartfelt. So when I finished writing, I took, I took it to the pub, to my friend who's, she's now a friend to the publisher. And she, she said that this is a book. And I said, okay, (laughs) let's get it published then. So that was the beginning. That was my first book. 
you know, you know, that's a real good story. And, and that's really good. You know, they say that 85% of people have a book inside themselves. Yeah. Now, very few people take it beyond that size of an idea. So I've got to commend you that you've taken it further than most people have. The other thing is you've taken that passion and you've written it into four books, not just one, not a trilogy, but <laughs> but more than that. So that tells how many books you have inside of you. And heaven knows how many books you actually have inside of you. Who knows? <laughs> I'm just going to keep going. I love it. It's something that I, I've set up a, a program where I write every morning, Monday to Friday, from about eight o'clock in the morning till about 11 o'clock. Um, so I get three, four hours writing in um, pretty much every day. I don't always write my book, but I might write poetry or I might write a short story or something. But I do write something every single day. Yeah, that, I, I, one of my early mentors, uh, a business coach by the name of Dan S. Kennedy, told me that you need to write every day if you want to be successful. He said, yes, you can be good at being a, a great doctor. He said, you could be good at being a great uh, person on podcasts and on video, he said. But he said, you will be nothing unless you write. And he's true. You know, the true experts in this world are people who have written books. So if you really want to transcend people, write a book. Now, I'm going to tell you one thing else. Don't only write a book, become a best-selling author. That even changes things even more. I would love to be a best-selling author. Um, I think um, it takes a lot of uh, other work other than the writing work. I, I enjoy the writing process. I'm not the, I'm not the biggest on marketing. I'm learning, and I should be by now. I just wrote my fourth book and had it published. It's called Rebel Heart. And this one, um, I've hardly marketed it, but it's all of a sudden it's become very popular and it's selling on Amazon really well. So that's kind of spurring me on to maybe learn a little bit more about how to market. No, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, we're all marketers, even if we don't want to be. And I hate being a person that markets themselves. I, I hate it more than anything else. But unfortunately, if you want to be in the chair of being successful in this life, every day you have to be out there in the public's eye. Every day you have to be there. So it, it's part of the job of getting your books known and getting everything out there because without that, you just can't move forward. And let me tell you, Marketing is too hard of a job to delegate to anybody else. You have to literally learn how to do it. And there are some great books out there that teach you, you know, a thousand steps to make your, you know, a best. You know, there's some great books out. I forget who wrote that one, but check it out because it's a thousand and one steps or a thousand and one things to make your book, you know, that much, you know, a thousand one things to make your book a bestseller and it's out there and it's easy to find you know this day and age with the internet it's so amazing what things we have and and so amazing things to do so in addition to writing an hour or two every day you should do one or two things to get the knowledge of your book out there just one or two and they're baby steps 
And the more you do that, the better things get. You know, being on this show is one of those things. Because yeah. because this show gets out to three million listeners now a month. So it it grows and grows and grows. So getting on some of the bigger shows helps. But again, that's not all. Make make it part of what you do to be successful. And that's my little coaching for you. And and this is what I tell everybody that I coach. It's it's not hard. What happens is we get into this complacency zone and we get that little fear monsters inside of us saying, I can't do that. I can't do that. Just like that fear monster when you were writing the book. I don't have a book inside of me. I can't do that. And, and, and you yourself prove it wrong. You're the one that proves it wrong. You're the one that takes it to another level. And ultimately, it, it's not a hard level to get to when you take the baby steps to get there. My friend Jack Canfield said that to, a, to achieve any goal, just do three little steps towards making it possible every day. Now, at the end of the month, that's 90 steps. At the end of the year, that's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of steps to get your goal done. Are they hard steps? Not if you take them in baby steps. Mm-hmm. It, it literally is an easy way to make it happen. And I'm a firm believer in baby steps because that's how I got to where I am now. And and my books do, they're okay. They do all right. But um. And that's not why I write. I write for me. I write to help people. And and it's just, I mean, that other part, yeah, that would be really nice. And I'd love to get my book into more hands. And I'm hoping that I'll be able to do that. You know, and, and none of us write to be famous, but it helps to get the message out to more people. And it helps to uh, get your book uh, to more people so you can help more people. Mm-hmm. And that is why we go after that or try to get out there is so that more things can be done that way. And the more you get that out there, uh, it just makes it happen for things. Right. Right. Um, I think with my books, because I, I have the reason I'm using rebel as my theme throughout is because I, as I told you earlier, I think I've been a rebel pretty much all my life. I just didn't realize it. And I realized I had to rebel in order to make the changes that I wanted to make. I had to rebel against my former self to become the self that I am nowadays. And, um, and the rebel rebel seems to attract people's attention. I don't know why. I mean, um, I'm not going to call myself the James Dean of the authors or anything like that, but um, I love the theme rebel and I use it. I use it in my marketing as well. So um, I'm hoping that one day that will, that will help me, you know, further it, <laughs> get it there. Let, let me tell you again, my, my old mentor, uh, Dan Kennedy mm-hmm. was a rebel and he uh, used that throughout his life as being an entrepreneurial coach and, and a business person, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so he had a lot of things with his name associated with the word rebel and all the power to him because he used that to take himself 
as a person that was different from everybody else. And this is what I call niche marketing. And that's, that's important what it's all about. Well, by the way, that book I was talking about, it's called the thousand and one ways to market your books. And it's by a person by the name of John Kremer, K-R-E-M-E-R. So something to look up there. Thousand and one ways. Okay. Thousand and ways to market your books. John Kremer. Got it. And it's available on Kindle for $7.97. So (laughs) cheap, cheap as borscht, as they say. (laughs) Yeah, I don't mind Kindle. I mean, I... I like a book. I'm I'm a book person, but and, and I love books too. I've had thousands of books, but we've just gone through the process of moving. And my wife says we're never going to get to that situation of having these hundreds of books to get rid of again. She said, "You want a book? Get them on Kindle because you know it's all in one place. It's digital, and you don't have to worry about having to dispose of all these thirty or forty years of books that you had." <laughs> I know. Yeah, I agree. So this is a thing after you've collected all these books after a while, there's something you got to do with with giving them on or moving on from them because there's just too many of them. I know it gets hard. I know. But I know I'm because I enjoy my I have a neighbor, too, who's the same way. And she keeps all the books that she's ever read. I do tend to purge them a little bit. So no, that's good because you know there are favorite books that you're going to keep forever. Oh yes. But but you know the the core ones are ones you keep and refer to all the time. Yeah. And, and that's important to do that. And yes. uh, references are stuff that you should keep and and use because that helps you do a better story. And and I applaud you for having the rebel mentality. Because the rebel mentality is something that differentiates you from other people. And it just helps to to get what you stand for different from everybody else. Oh, thank you. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, so these are things I teach people also when, when I'm coaching, Linda. And, okay. and as, as you can see, I'm a coach at heart. I've given you a little bit of coaching today yeah. to help you along the way, because I think everybody needs a little bit of that as well. <laughs> Now, my show is called the How to Live a Fantastic Life Show. So, Linda, Linda Breedlove, how do you live a fantastic life? Well, every day for me is is pretty much fantastic. I just I just made up my mind those seven or eight years ago that I was going to live a fantastic life. And I enjoy every single moment, every single day. I'm not, um, I travel uh, alone, of course, COVID set in, but I have had two trips alone since, thank goodness, and, um, but I've made it, made it a point to do the things that I would not normally have done if I hadn't changed my whole mindset and my whole body. I mean, I've gone, I, you know, I've been a scuba diver, I've gone skydiving, um, I travel alone to various parts of the country, both the U.S. and Canada. And I am going to start venturing into Europe. And um, now that travel is back, thank goodness. Um, see, now other things that I've, I, I just do things that I enjoy now. I, I do things now that, that are good for me and, and, are, and make my heart happy. And by just doing that, 
I've become just a better person. I've attracted more amazing people into my life than I ever had before. I have an amazing support group of, of women that I never had before. Um, I never made friends that easily. I've got, I've got so many people now that are, um, are friends and are very supportive of what I do. And I support what they do. Um, business women, other women, it just doesn't matter. Everybody has something to give. Everybody has something to, and like you say, everybody has a book in them, but everybody also has something to give. They also have something very important within them. And that is, that is their heart. And that's how I live. I lead from my heart and I live with my heart. I live from my heart. So it's made a big, huge change in my entire life. Yeah, I think that's huge. And I think uh, your heart should always determine what you do. And it should be something that you do with passion. And every day you should do it with enthusiasm because you don't have a second chance for this go round. You don't have a chance to not be enthusiastic and, and take this bull by the horns and do everything you want to do. I speak that from my heart because back in 2003, I was supposed to be dead. I said, I was told I had ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, and I was told I had six months to live. So when you're given a diagnosis like that, you really have to rebound hard and realize that the way you were living was not appropriate and you should do everything to make it as important as possible. Yes, I agree. And that's that's what I have done with my life too, because I was, I was insignificant before because I made myself insignificant. And now I feel like I, I am a contributor to society and I, I do have, I am important and I do have this, I have this place in my life. And I do have, I have, um, because I have so many followers now, I have a responsibility and I love it. I enjoy it. It's just me now. Well, that sounds like you really hit the nail on the head there. And I think you found that you found your happy space and you found the way you want to do that. And I also encourage you to travel and, and do that. You know, it's amazing how much traveling my wife and I have done over our lives. And, you know, we've been to like 70 countries or so. And that was before the pandemic. Of course, with the pandemic onset, and we haven't really done much uh, with that, but it truly is one of the ways that you learn more and do more and you find some amazing things, you know, on my cell phone and Google keeps throwing up pictures of the places that we were like Japan and Thailand and Australia and Greece and all these amazing places that we've been to. And I keep saying, wow, we got to start traveling again. That's I want to go to Greece next. That's my next trip. Some amazing islands there. Uh, research them because there's so many there. Right. And make sure make sure you go at the right time of the year because it can be pretty hot in the summer and yes. uh, go at the right time. I've always been a fan of shoulder seasons because you get more value and at the same time you don't have 10 million people there at the same time. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so a lot of beautiful islands there. Some wonderful places and some wonderful things to do. And uh, so it's. Uh, it, Greece is a very special place and uh, Thailand's a very special place, especially if you get there around November 14th, because they have a festival where they let all these balloons go in the air, not balloons, like these air, air things. And 10 million of them in the air all at once is one of the most inspiring things in the world. I bet. Yes. 
So put that on your bucket list and, and look up Chiang Mai, because that's not on a lot of people's bucket lists. It's something they don't even think of. Okay. I'll do that. Yeah, a lot, a lot of interesting places in this world to see. I know. And lots of interesting people to meet along the way. Yeah. So how can people find your books and how can they find out more about your world? Well, um, I do have a website, uh, lindabreedlove.com. Can you spell that just in case people might have some problems with that? Sure. Linda, L-I-N-D-A, breedlove, B-R-E-E-D-L-O-V-E dot com. Excellent. And are all your books listed there? Uh, The fourth one hasn't been listed yet, but I've got it here. I was going to show everybody. Okay, we'll do that and also tell everybody about it because this is on the radio. Yes. It, oh, that's right. Um, <laughs> it, it's, um, it's available at Amazon. If you just go to Amazon and put in Linda Breedlove Rebel Heart, it'll come up. Perfect. Um, yeah, it, it, so far, it just on, on Amazon. I haven't gotten it out there. Well, it's available locally, too, but I haven't gotten it out there yet. Wonderful. Yeah. So, Linda. I I know we're going to meet again and we'll discuss things more again. I wish you the best with your journeys and I I hope you continue your passion of writing and keep on doing that. Well, thank you. And I believe we will meet again as well. And I enjoyed this very much. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to us today. And be sure to check out my website, Dr. Alan Leica. That's D-R-A-L-L-E-N, Leica, L-Y-C-K-A. I've got a lot of resources for you. And if you do want some coaching, I offer a free 15-minute discovery call. And you can find out how to do it there. Bye for now. Have a fantastic day. You've been listening to How to Live a Fantastic Life. Be sure and pick up a copy of Dr. Leica's book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life, on Amazon.com. And you'll want to subscribe right here on this page so you don't miss a single episode. Have a fantastic day. Fantastic.